This podcast is for reference purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. You should always obtain legal advice about your specific circumstances. Hey, is this thing on? Welcome to Maddox on the Mic, a legal podcast presented by Maddox, an independent Australian law firm. Hello and welcome to Maddox on the Mic. You're listening to Season 2 of Watchdog where we will be discussing the ACCC's leading cases for 2022 and how well they have performed against their enforcement priorities with a focus on cartel-related matters and part four of the Competition and Consumer Act more generally. My name is Sean Temby. I am a partner in the Dispute Resolution and Litigation team here at Maddox, and I am also the editor of our annual publication, the ACCC Year in Review. Joining me today for our episode on cartel conduct and misuse of market power is my favourite podcast partner, Special Counsel Christopher Marsh. Christopher specialises in competition and consumer law advice and litigation and advising clients on general contractual and commercial disputes. He has acted both for and against the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission in matters concerning cartel conduct, misuse of market power and numerous breaches of the Australian consumer law. Welcome back to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me. Favourite podcast partner. I'm honoured. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't say that. Um, don't say that lightly. Now let, let's dive straight into the topic at hand. Um, what are your thoughts on how well the ACCC performed this year against expectations, particularly say in the cartel space, Chris? I think if we were to grade them as a whether it was a pass or a fail or an HD or a D, I think it's a it's a bare pass. Yeah, it's definitely a mixed bag. Um, there's been a lot of, I mean, the failure of the banker cartel case, um, I've been pretty um, public about my views on that. Um, you know, that, that's definitely going to be on the fail side of the ledger. Absolutely. And then there's obviously been less activity, I think, than, than we would have expected. I think so. I think at the start of the year, the ACCC said, well, we're going to be focusing on cartels and in the spaces of digital platforms and energy and uh, a supply whole lot of other things, supply and chains, and just really haven't seen a whole lot of activity no. in either of those. A little bit in financial um, regulation and management, which that was one of the priorities, but yeah. just a, a lower amount of activity than what we would have expected. Yeah, I think you're right. I think bad pass is a fair assessment. Look, let's turn to uh, the banking cartel case. Obviously, very big news at the start of the year. The, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, a very long-running uh, trial brought by the ACCC against a number of the leading banks in the country collapsed due to um, concerns uh, that had been raised throughout the committal process by the banks as to the, the manner in which the evidence against them had been collected very big news at the time. Can Chris, can you, what can you tell us about that? Can you talk us through what happened? So the proceedings were brought by the CDPP again against the banks following a, so an ACCC investigation. The Commonwealth Department of Public Prosecution. That's correct. And in February this year, the CDPP withdrew all the charges. And yeah. that, that was the big news you were alluding to. Correct. The charges involved alleged cartel arrangements relating to trading in ANZ shares, and those were held by Deutsche Bank and, and Citigroup. And it was a long-running ACCC investigation, commenced back in 2017. 
ultimately referred to the CDPP who brought uh, criminal cartel charges. It went through a long process of committal hearings. They had three cracks at the indictment, um, which at various points was described as being a complete schmozzle by Justice Whitney. Yeah. Um, and there was a, a real difficulty in articulating the charges yeah, that, against the banks, I think. And for those of our listeners who are unaware, um, because it was a criminal matter, obviously it's handled by the Commonwealth Department of Public Prosecution, and there's a memorandum of understanding that exists between the ACCC and the CDPP. A long-standing tradition in most states of Australia that where there are criminal charges, the court first assesses whether or not there are there's sufficient evidence um, for the individual who's being charged to be committed through to a final hearing. And that process is called the committal hearing process. And that process applies to criminal cartel prosecution as well. And so you're right, because they had this huge, lengthy, drawn out process where um, the ACCC and the CDPP were really put there the paces in relation to the um, evidence that had been collected and how the case was going to be run and the allegations that were going to be led in the indictment. And that process took a couple of years in itself, yeah. following a lengthy ACCC investigation. So we're now, the, the charges were withdrawn in February 2022 for an investigation that started in 2017. Yeah. That's a long time to get it to not even a final hearing. Yeah, and I know the, there was a lot of concern um, as well around uh, the impact that it was having on some of the individuals. And ultimately, my understanding is that there were... Um, in the problems with the indictment, but also questions that were being raised about the process of evidence gathering and the degree of involvement of the immunity applicant that was involved in that cartel process, alleged cartel process, the involvement of that immunity applicant in the in, in the evidence gathering um, stages. So all of that combined led to the CDPP withdrawing the charges early this year obviously before Rod Sims finished his tenure and before we had our the new chair, uh, Gina Gottlieb-Cass, appointed. One could speculate that there is, um, that the timing of Rod's departure had something, you know, to do with that. I can't imagine that Gina would want to, um, to, to be inheriting that as a problem. <laughs> Much rather start with a, with a clean slate. But, but yeah, we don't, there were no official reasons given for the no, withdrawal. No, that's true. The they, don't, they don't need to give, the CDPP doesn't need to give those reasons, but certainly the two main factors you mentioned were the ones that had continually um, been publicised. Yeah, a lot of media attention. With, with the indictments, and then there was um, a number of issues raised with the way the ACCC handled the investigation and the committal hearings process. Yeah. All right, well, so despite that very high-profile outcome on that matter. It hasn't been all bad news for the ACCC in this space, has it? It secured the first ever sentences of individuals prosecuted under the criminal cartel laws. Yeah, a couple of months ago, the federal court sentenced four individuals to suspended prison terms. And that was, a, again, in a prosecution conducted by the CDPP following an ACCC investigation. Those sentences relate to price fixing of the Australian dollar Vietnamese dong exchange rate and the transaction fees charged to customers who were sending money from Australia to Vietnam. The two businesses involved were Vena Money and Hong Vena, and the court had evidence that there was communications between those two businesses which where they agreed on exchange rates instead of competing, and that arrangement occurred over several years. Yeah. So, yes, a success for the ACCC and the CDPP in, in another criminal cartel 
matter. Yeah, interesting. I mean, the the criminal penalties, you know, the, the the period of imprisonment was suspended. Yeah. So it does send a message to you know the business um, sector generally that the courts will be willing to imprison people for this sort of behaviour. And I know when the laws were first introduced over a decade ago, that that was considered by the ACCC as being critical to seeing cartels broken up, you know, the secrecy between cartel members um, being placed at risk and in increasing the risk of these things coming to light and being reported, that threat of criminal sanctions. So it took a long time to get there, but I can imagine I can imagine the Commission is very pleased to see, you know, they've got uh, successful criminal penalties being applied against individuals. Yeah, I think there were some personal circumstances of the accused and kind of the impact of COVID-19, which impacted why the prison sentences were suspended. Yeah. All right, and then um, we've also seen a fairly recent guilty plea in another criminal cartel matter. Yes, the uh, former managing director and CEO of Bingo Industries entered pleas uh, of guilty to criminal cartel offences um, last month, as we record this, after charges were laid by the CDPP. Yep. Um, the relevant industry was the industry of um, demolition waste services in Sydney, and Bingo Industries was also charged and entered guilty pleas as well into in relation to price fixing charges for the same conduct. Yeah. So um, now Madam now goes to a sentencing hearing in March. Okay. Now is it just me, or have we seen a lot of new proceedings um, in, by the ACCC alleging anti-competitive conduct in the construction industry? Little bit, yeah. I mean, certainly been some activity in that space, and we had the CFMEU penalty decision, uh, which I'll come to in a minute. But certainly more than the other industries where we thought there might be more activity this year. And weirdly, I mean, the construction was not um, one of the enforcement priorities that either in Rod Sims's announcement or in Gina's update, mid, you know, media update when she joined, construction just wasn't mentioned, and yet it seems to have been a real focus. Interesting how that plays out, isn't it? on the CFMEU decision that was in relation to a boycott. Yeah. So there were, and there were penalties of 750000 for CFMEU and $600,000 for Hutchinson, the other player, in relation to a waterproofing contractor at a, on a prison construction site. Yeah, that was a secondary boycott, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so not a cartel. But interesting that they're still looking at anti-competitive conduct in that sector. Yes. And there were also new proceedings issued against an architectural firm, I think, for alleged bid rigging in relation to a building project. Yeah, so once again, the ACCC is interested in public sector procurement, and there's a, a, another proceeding on foot um, where the ACCC brought proceedings in relation to a tender at the National Gallery of Australia. Yeah. This one relates to the Charles Darwin University in Darwin and an allegation that um, Architecture, who was awarded a tender for the, the first part of some work, then went about, when it came time for the for the second round of tendering, emailing eight other architectural firms and trying to convince them not to bid for that second phase. <laughs> like, so, literally <laughs> the classic definitions exactly. of an attempt to bid rig, which as everybody hopefully knows, is prohibited in Australia and, and attracts criminal sanctions now. I mean, it couldn't be more blatant, really. Exactly. So they're the allegations. At least as alleged. As exactly. A... They're the allegations the ACCC has made. That'll obviously take its course now. And yeah, the second recent example of the ACCC really getting interested in, in public sector procurement. Yeah. I mean, the, con the construction industry has traditionally been a hotbed in um, cartel behaviour, price fixing, cover pricing, bid rigging, you know, that, that sort of thing. So 
perhaps not surprising, but as I said uh, a, a moment ago, the surprising thing is it wasn't announced as an enforcement priority, and yet there's been that's probably been the area of greatest activity in terms of okay. sectors yeah. they're focusing on. All right, talking about what the ACCC said that we're going to focus on, they made a lot of statements around global and domestic supply chains, and yet have we seen anything in that space? So we had an announcement back in February about a kind of a new working group that the ACCC had banded together um, with it and the US Department of Justice and the FBI, the Canadian Competition Bureau and the NZCC. Yeah. And UK as well, UK, UK Competition as well. And Markets Authority. So that was announced back in Feb and, you know, with the remit that they were going to focus on all kinds of illegal conduct, cartels and all that, all the usual kind of thing. Yeah. And we haven't really seen any fruits of that or I haven't seen that working group bear fruit in any real way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, supply chain issues have been problematic across the globe as a consequence of, uh, of COVID in particular. Uh, and the impact that that's had on China and, you know, manufacturing and therefore, you know, supply routes and things like that. So it's understandable the Commission is focused on it, but um, we haven't seen any real enforcement activity in that space. I guess the only other part of that is anything to do with cross-border cooperation between regulatory agencies it takes a bit more time than the ACCC, than it would take the ACCC to investigate and prosecute something itself. So yeah. maybe maybe that at least partly explains why we haven't seen much yet. Yeah, so that may mean we start to see proceedings in this space next year or the year after, Yeah. given how long some of these investigations can take. All right, another area of focus was the financial services sector, and MasterCard now finds itself in the ACCC's firing line for alleged misuse of market power. Yeah, interesting. This comes off the back of the ACCC accepting a court-enforceable undertaking from Visa last year in relation to debit card acceptance and um, dealings with large merchants. This time, this was announced back in, or commenced back in May, the ACCC brought proceedings against MasterCard for breaches of Section 46 and a couple of other sections as well that I'll get to of the CCA. And in effect, the ACCC is alleging that MasterCard entered into agreements with 20 major retail businesses, including supermarkets and fast food chains, to give those businesses discounted rates for MasterCard credit card transactions, Yeah, provided they committed to processing all of their transactions through MasterCard at the expense of FPOS, for yeah. example. I mean, it's a highly competitive sector with a lot of new entrants and technology really shaking up the way in which um, consumers engage with retailers and retailers engage with with the different financial services providers, such as, you know, your traditional providers like MasterCard. Yeah, so the ACCC is saying, well, MasterCard has substantial power in the market for the supply of credit card acceptance services. And the purpose of their conduct was to hinder the competitive process by deterring businesses from using FPOS. Yeah, really trying to maintain the status quo um, and to deter, I guess, um, their customers from looking at all of these other competitive offerings that techno technology is now introducing to the market. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand why the ACCC is concerned. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the courts. Yeah, also allegations of exclusive dealing in there as well, for good measure. Right. Excellent. Well, I mean, I can see why you think that they uh, it's a bare pass. That certainly in terms of what they said they were going to do, they haven't really done a lot. And, you know, I guess some unexpected surprises in terms of construction, but there, there hasn't been a lot of activity 
in relation to cartel prosecutions, and just, I guess, maybe going full circle in our conversation, I suspect that's got to do with the ACCC going back to the drawing board in relation to their evidence gathering processes, taking a fresh look at matters that were already under investigation. A new, make, chair, new chair at the helm. Wanting to make sure that everything's run, you know, been run properly so that uh, we don't have another banking cartel matter withdrawn, another situation like that. We don't, don't want it to repeat well, itself. Not a good look. So I guess we'll see potentially significantly more cartel behaviour um, next year. I think that's a reasonable guess. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Chris. Our contact details are in the show notes. And if you like this episode, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks very much. Thanks for tuning in to Maddox on the Mic. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to maddox.com.au forward slash podcast to subscribe. If you'd like more information on any of the topics discussed in today's episode, visit the Maddox website, maddox.com.au.